1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
2: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the H.E.R.D. at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we are on a Friday and a busy one with breaking news live in Los Angeles. It's the H.E.R.D. Wherever you may be and however you may be watching or listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, we've got breaking news, we knew it was coming, it seems fair, pretty reasonable to me. John Morant, 25-game suspension, feel fair to you? Right in the wheelhouse, I think the only surprise is that the NBA announced it in the
3: morning. I thought they would bury this at like 5 p.m. on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you
2: know, John Morant now not eligible for a lot of the postseason awards due to the new rules in the NBA. So Adam Silver has been viewed through the years as sort of player-friendly. Comes down, uh, it feels just about right to me. 25-game suspension for uh, Ja Morant, another transgression off the court. Adam Silver's quote, "Um, The potential for other young people to emulate Ja's conduct is primarily particularly concerning. Let me say that again. The potential for other young people to emulate his conduct. That's what worried the NBA. Now, it sends a message obviously to Jaw: Grow up. Now, you're the face of a franchise. Big boy jobs have like standards and repercussions for bad actions. You're a corporation. You're a franchise. Ditch some of your loser friends. They don't have your best interests at heart. That's the obvious stuff. And I often see young fans, not older fans, but young fans, say stuff like, it doesn't matter. Come on, man. It's no big deal to you. You're not a star, a face of a franchise, or have a job that has really high standards. The first sign you have a good job in life, it has standards. A principal can't be getting DUIs. A school teacher can't be on OnlyFans. A senior vice president of marketing can't show up routinely late for big meetings. The second sign you have a really good job is that people look up to you, often young people, like a school teacher or an NBA star. Yes, they look up to you, copy you, emulate you, and you have influence on people. Yes, you have influence. An NBA star, a school teacher, a principal. Those people have influence, often on younger people. Younger people are followers. They join clubs and frats and sororities. As you get older, you ditch all that crap. You don't care. But young people do care, and they follow, and they join. And Adam Silver's wording here, particularly concerning Jaws' conduct on other people to emulate him waving a gun around in a society that's got too many guns and gun violence everywhere. Danny Green yesterday said... Don't blame Nike. Don't blame the Grizzlies. Don't blame anybody but Job. Ja. I put a little bit of blame on the, on the people around them, but at some point, you know, I, I have to look at, at them, at the person they have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, you know, this is on me. Um, so, yeah, I give a little bit of blame to the, the people around them, their surrounding groups, their foundations. Uh, but for me if you're over you know 22 22 years old i feel like you've been through it i wouldn't say enough but um, it's really upon them to to take it and, and you know to actually learn from it and try to be better listen we've all got to grow up at some point some people it takes a long time that's okay we all have different routes some people have chaos at home takes them a while to figure it out they didn't have great role models it was just sort of a freewheeling house you lived in some people, big, strong families, there for support, hold you accountable. A lot of it's parenting. Some people, it takes longer. John Morant's not there yet. Hopefully, this gets him there. But again, good jobs generally have an impact on not only you, but others. And John Morant right now has influence. Now it's time to finally embrace the responsibility of having that influence among the other great things. The NBA furnishes you with. All right, so I saw something yesterday. Before the break in news, this is what I was going to leave my show with. Uh, the Nuggets had a parade, and the Kansas City Chiefs were uh, getting their rings last night. And it's interesting. Um, everybody's afraid of the rich and the powerful and the big markets and the big cities. New York sports have been a mess for the last decade. It's a five-alarm fire every day, a revolving door of coaches and GMs and high expectations and pressure from the media. There is value in being in small market Kansas City or in the Rocky Mountain time zone of Denver or being the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Michael Malone was the fourth-longest tenured coach in the NBA. The only people in this sport that had had their jobs longer are Hall of Famers, Steve Kerr, Spolstra, and Greg Popovich. They'll all get there. But Stan Kroenke was patient. Jamal Murray got hurt. They didn't ditch him. Jokic took a while. Patient surrounded him. Michael Malone has an exit perhaps around earlier than you hope. They stay with him. The Bucks did this and won a title. Now, the Bucks now fire their coach, but it was time. They're rebooting. Milwaukee got very old. Very quickly. It is time for Milwaukee to reboot. But that patience with Giannis and others, Chris Middleton, was part of that championship. We live in a country where there's all sorts of conspiracy theory weirdos right now. And unfortunately, they have a voice. Elections are rigged. No, get a better candidate. NBA and NFL are rigged. No, get a better quarterback. Get a better GM, coach, and stars. Kansas City... Denver and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That's not who leagues would pick to be champions. They'd want the Dallas Cowboys to be a champion, right? Last time they got just to a conference championship, 28 years ago. The NBA would die to have the Boston Celtics in the finals. They regressed this year. One championship, 35 years. And you know Major League Baseball is pulling for the Yankees, right? 23 years, one World Series title. In fact, the Knicks, the Mets, the Giants and the Jets, last 10 years combined. That's 40 years of seasons, right? 21 different head coaches. 21 different coaches in just 40 seasons. Only seven playoff appearances and no titles. Everybody's always afraid of the big markets and the Yankees and the Celtics and the NBA's pulling for them and the NFL is pulling for them. You really think the NFL said, we got all these markets. Let's go make Kansas City the champs. Let's make them the dominant dynasty for the last four to five, six years. No. No, but you know what, Brett Veach and Andy Reid, you could sit Mahomes for an entire year and it was okay. Alex Smith was a playoff quarterback. Talk radio wasn't ripping you. There wasn't this outside narrative from the national media. You got to play Mahomes now. They took their time. They missed on some draft picks. A couple years ago, they picked a running back first round. He was replaced by a seventh round running back. Nobody called for Brett Veach's job, the GM, because he's really good. And everybody knows the draft. Come on, man. Everybody whiffs. Belichick whiffs a lot. That's the value of Kansas City and of Denver in the Rocky Mountain time zone, where Mike Malone says, we don't get enough attention. Don't see it as a burden. Don't see it as a negative. It's great. Even Mike Malone after looked like he had a little sauce, was having fun. Nobody cares. It's Denver. It's theirs. They earned it patiently in the right way here was the coach you're a part of this
1: i have dreamed about this day since i got here eight years ago so i want to say nuggets nation i love you nuggets nation let's do it again we're not satisfied We we don't want one we want two we don't want one we want two we don't want one we want two
2: They had a good time. Nobody in the world there to judge them. Cowboys, Celtics, Yankees, not Chiefs, Golden Knights, and the Denver Nuggets. You can be patient. Every day is not a four-alarm fire. You whiff in a draft pick, it's okay. You sit a star quarterback for a year, it's fine. It's valued. The right teams right now are champions. J-Mac, John Morant. You know... You know this as a father. I I really know it as a father that this this is physiologically true. Maybe that's a wrong word. Is that girls mature faster than boys? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So that's 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 not an opinion. Girls mature faster than boys. And among boys, just boys, some boys mature much faster oh, yeah. than other boys. My sons had friends. My stepkids have had friends, and you know. They're just not there yet. And they make bad decisions. So it's like, as a parent, I've always sort of baked in. The boys are going to make more mistakes. Very lucky. I have a son, two stepsons. You know, their mistakes were mostly 13 years old, 14 years old. By 16, 17, you know, doing the right stuff. Ja Morant, hopefully this is a wake-up call. But Mm -hmm. some of these guys come into the league. You know, Steph Curry's dad was a pro athlete. He understood the responsibility. He understood the pressure. Like Steph Curry came in, not a lot of missteps, but he also had a dad who played in the league, could explain to him the travel, the responsibility, the rigidity of the league. There are certain things asked. So a lot I've said before is it's not all Ja. Like we're all products of our environment. And it's quite possible, though I'm not saying it's certain, it's quite possible that the moments leading up to this for Ja were problematic. There were obstacles. He couldn't overcome him by himself. But I do think it's a wake up call. It's necessary, and 25 games feels reasonable to me.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I wonder what this will do to Memphis. Like, uh, Remember, they're losing Dylan Brooks. Uh, that's a lot of change in this team, and uh, we don't know how Jaw's going to bounce back from this, Colin. I mean, yeah, they, are you certain he's going to be fine? Like, this is strike two, if you will. Think he's learned any lessons here? I mean,
2: I, I don't know him personally, but... Uh, well, he's got an off-season. Remember, the first time he had an eight-game suspension, then he did it again. Now he's got an entire offseason to think about it. And by the way, there'll be some money lost. There'll be some awards lost. You've got a lot of offseason to it, think about If it. the sponsors don't bail, does he go around thinking, ah, 25 games,
3: I'll be fine. Because, you know, what's happened? He's in a small town there, you know. Memphis has to kind of kiss his butt a little bit to keep him, right? You're in these small markets. You can't lose a superstar like this. Can can you? I don't know. You think Memphis is Ever been this much of a contender? I think a
2: player like John Morant is wildly attractive to big, desperate markets. And there are a lot of Chicago's and D.C.'s in the league that mm. need some juice. And a team like Memphis, look at Oklahoma City. You'd think they were desperate. Moved off of KD, moved off of Harden, moved off of Westbrook. Everybody thinks, oh, uh, Oklahoma City, small market. By the way, what team in the league has more draft picks than Oklahoma City, and they've got an all-NBA-level player. So Oklahoma City never showed any desperation. I don't think the idea that Memphis is desperate, this idea that small markets are desperate, I don't buy that. Wait a second. Okay, Big see- markets have their own desperation, meaning – Yeah. Expectations, media, get us a star. I mean, I, I used to live in Connecticut. I would listen to WFAN radio. Oh, and listening <laughs> to them bang on teams that had made the playoffs the year before. We need another star receiver. We need it. Green Bay got two Super Bowls. That's it with Favon Rogers. Yeah. There was no sense of desperation. You could slowly build an offensive line. So this idea that Memphis is desperate to keep hmm. Jod, if, if, I don't think they are. I think you're going to find – there's a lot of big markets – that are desperate, Chicago's a highly competitive yeah. market. They need well, to get some juice in that franchise. So OKC
3: had the big stars, KD and Moved Westbrook and Harden, them. and they trade Harden and yeah. then slowly start to dissipate. And I mean, when was the last time they made a playoff series?
2: Colin? Well, like, I, they made it a couple years ago, didn't they? With Chris Paul, didn't they make yeah, the playoffs? I don't think they won around though, like Lou Dort and company. Yeah, but, And but, it's like, you don't think they're desperate
3: to get back to where they were with KD? And I, like, don't,
2: I don't think small markets are desperate oh. because I don't think they face the pressure of the big cities. Right. I've seen the Lakers take big swings on Russell Westbrook that felt desperate. I never see OKC do desperate things. Yeah, there's the idea that like the big market teams, the Lakers, Nick, they
3: cannot rebuild. The fans won't be patient right. for six years of the OKC. I mean, I C remember
2: rebuild. when the Yankees had Aaron Judge and they went and bought John Carlos Stanton, and I'm like, you've got Aaron Judge. <laughs> right. He's a cheaper, better version of John Carlos Stanton. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Because they had the money. Like I thought that was a bad move. It's yeah. like you've got that. That's not what you need. You don't need to duplicate that and spend a fortune. Judge is a better, cheaper version of that. Yeah. I don't think you would do that in a medium-sized, smaller market. I mean, I, I think the, the if you go look at how Denver is built, it's like they could have caved on Jamal Murray. If you're in New York, let's get Jamal Murray. He's all banged up. And it's like Denver's like, no, we're going to stick with Jamal Murray. They go get Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's doing nothing in Memphis or in Orlando. He's doing a big nothing, but yeah. he's a bust. Yet they brought him in, had a plan, believed in it. The media didn't crush him for that in Denver. Yeah. You're allowed to have a plan and patiently execute it. And in these big cities, if you make a mistake, you get crushed. Yeah. Because there's, so, I mean, you go to Philadelphia, WIP, New York, WFAN, WEEI in Boston. They'll spend months ripping GMs. The owner hears it, the coaches hear it. There's a lot of. It's a powder keg. It's a four-alarm blaze every morning. Yeah. I don't think you face that. I mean, if you go look at how Denver built, they, if they you put that in a big city, Malone lost that Say You got to get rid of Malone. Yeah. And Stan Kroenke's like, take your time. I mean, and the other thing is you do things you would do. Like when, when the Rams basically got rid of first-round picks to get Stafford because they were in a city. Highly competitive Los Angeles, uh, the new stadium, yeah. cost overruns. They went all in for a Super Bowl and sort of gave up some of their future. I also think that can work. But right now, they're reeling in their own division trying to get back and get draft picks. Yeah. So you also you have more money. Stan Kroenke makes a lot of money at SoFi Stadium. So you can just mm. guaranteed money, early money. But there's just as many pratfalls to big markets as, as there are. I mean, I, I've talked to a lot of pro athletes. You'd be shocked how few want to play in New York. Yeah. The taxes, the weather, the, the pressure. pressure. Yeah. It's amazing how many guys want to play in Phoenix. Yeah. You, you miss a game-ending
3: shot, and there's 20 reporters at your locker, right. and you're all over the radio and TV next day. I don't think that's happening in
2: Denver. No. I just don't think it is. I mean, I've, I've talked to multiple baseball players, and, and they're like, they love Milwaukee. I can go hide, make money. I love, I can buy for my wife a house by a lake. Like it's this idea that living in the big cities, the be all end all for pro athletes. Remember, most pro athletes grow up in the burbs. They don't grow up in New York City or LA. They grow up in the burbs. They grow up in small towns. They were on great, prodigious Texas high school football teams in Odessa. They didn't grow up in downtown Houston or Dallas. I just think there's so much value to medium-sized cities and small towns in America, and I think a lot of pro athletes come from there, and they want to land there. Most guys are loyal in this league. Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal are not alone. LeBron's an outlier. He's bouncing around all over the place, but D. Wade didn't want to leave. Giannis doesn't want to leave. Jokic doesn't want to leave. Jamal Murray do not want to leave. Devin Booker do not want to leave. Dame did not want to leave. Most guys don't want to leave. Yeah. They want to be just, you go do the New York thing. I- Dame Lillard, Weber State, Portland, couldn't be happier. I think that's most athletes. Yeah.
4: You know? Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours.
1: and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX. Now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Welcome back. Yeah, the Denver Nuggets had their parade yesterday and I it's interesting. I don't have any real
2: connection to the Denver Nuggets, but I found myself and I try not to do this, but really rooting for them to win the championship when you got to a game 5 at Denver. I think this is cool. I've watched this franchise forever. They can win it at home. I like when teams win at home. It's better for the fans. I was watching Russell Wilson, I'm watching Peyton Manning, I'm watching all the old Nuggets and it it was it was emotional. I'm you know, I'm an NBA fan back in the 70s and I I've yet to see Denver win a championship and it's an, a, an absolutely amazing sports city in America. Detroit and Denver are the two most underrated sports towns in America. They like everything. Bowling, NASCAR, college pro, they're great. And uh, Jokic initially said, "I don't want to go to these parades. I want to go home." Uh, but he changed his mind yesterday.
4: You know that I, I
3: told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I want to stay on parade. This is the best of <laughs> life. Yeah,
2: this is, this is amazing.
3: This is, uh, we all gonna remember this, the, our whole lives. And uh, and when we see you guys that uh, came out on the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you guys.
2: He is now the best player in the NBA. It's been interesting. Take Michael Jordan out and probably LeBron, but usually there's been two players who were vying for the best player in the league. Magic and Bird went back and forth. Uh, The Coastal players, Celtics-Lakers, their games had some similarities. They were both great passers, and they became great friends. But Bird and Magic jockeyed back and forth. Wilt and Russell, one, the great winning player, defensive, rebounding guy. The other, kind of a flake, didn't win as much, but boy, could he stack points, Wilt. Uh, Kobe and Duncan, one was a solo act, mostly hard to get along with others, very willful. Uh, And then there was Duncan, who was methodical and quiet, a team player, avoided the press. Again, LeBron and Steph, LeBron's the better player, but Steph Steph was smaller, more skillful, the great shooter. Uh, LeBron was a power player, uh, into efficiency, great on both ends. Uh, I think Jokic and Giannis are going to both 28 years old, both finally made an all-star team in year four. I think they're going to go back and forth as the best player. We forget that when Giannis was healthy the previous two years, he won a title and was perceived as the best player. But he and Jokic, like a bird in magic, may have some similarities, size, humble, team first, but they're very unique players. One guy lobs the alley-oop, but is allergic to him, Jokic, the other one catches it, the Greek freak. Uh, They're both really interesting people in terms of good guy, team first, international, overlooked by many early, took about year four until they were great. But I think when you go back and forth, Giannis doesn't have quite the skill, but athletically, length, the ability to chase down people who beat him off the dribble, uh, the willingness and ability to catch the alley-oop, to dominate inside of eight feet. There's nothing on it on the planet Earth. And I think Jokic's ability to hit a 26-footer, to pass, to screen, to make others better is historically unique. So I think we're going to go back and forth with these. And these guys, by the way, for all the lamenting of what the NBA does wrong, great guy. I don't care that they're not the most popular. Team first, love their cities, incredibly loyal, all about winning, not worried about shoe deals, not paralyzed by their brand. Maybe they're not as dynamic as other great players. Love these guys being the face of the league. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn
1: on the news. This is the Herdline News.
3: Start with the NFL where Chiefs-Bengals, we talked about it yesterday. I think it's the great best rivalry in the league right now. Uh, we talked about Jamar Chase calling Joe Burrow the NFL's best QB, taking a shot at Mahomes by saying, Pat who? Well, it looks like Mahomes got the last laugh during the Chiefs ring ceremony, <laughs> tweeting, that's who, with two ring emojis. They're I having love fun it. out there. Listen, there's an NBA element to this. You know, the NBA guys are huge on social
2: media. Culturally, they're a big deal. This is pretty awesome for Patrick Mahomes. I huh? love it. I love it. And I have said this. I just said it about the NBA. You know how lucky we are? How lucky the NFL is that the stars of our league are Mahomes and Burrow. I mean, our quarterbacks are Herbert. Like, good dudes. Like, really good dudes. Embiid. Jokic, like team first. They're not going to leave Milwaukee and Denver. It's like you, you could. There's been times when Michael Jordan left, the NBA could not find a face of the league and lost 50% of their ratings. They just could not find somebody who corporate America liked, the suburbs liked, the city liked. They couldn't find the player. It's hard. There have been. A lot of time, like I think Aaron Judge is a great face of baseball. Really good face of yeah, baseball, but personality
3: it's hard. A, his personality is just not as vibrant well, as some of the others. Which baseball, is
2: fine. everybody's. Different. Baseball tends to step on personality. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it either. But I think there have been times where, like, the best player hasn't been the best guy. It's amazing the percentage of professional star athletes with baggage is tiny. It's much better than mm-hmm. the rest of society. I mean, if you really look at these if you look at 24 year old men that are in life that's where a lot of problems occur in life like we're so lucky to have the players we have Ohtani, no issues. Mookie Betts, unbelievable. Aaron Judge, quality guy. You go all through sports. Uh, easy guys to root for. Just the Mahomes getting social media. Do you remember
3: any, how many times over the years LeBron would do cryptic tweets? Yeah. And so, like, I know people didn't love it, but that's fodder for TV, yeah. radio, web. That goes a long way with fans. And this Mahomes thing, you know... it. I'm it's just telling fun. you already. December 31st, circle it on the calendar.
2: Chiefs Bengals. I, I mean, w- th- look, this this is fun. Yeah, I was surprised they put that game so late. Because my takeaway is they're going to meet three weeks later. Well, that's I, a fair point. I thought they should have put that like early in the season. Because you know, early in the season, in September, a lot of people, yourself included, uh, you're, you're you're still getting good weather on the weekends with your kids. You're at the beach. Like you're outside in September. So the NFL September ratings, it takes until the weather cools for people to come inside and the ratings to explode. So I thought, oh, what a f- great late September game. Mm. And then when they play again in January, you can go, oh, remember that. But they ended well, up putting I, I, it maybe late. Maybe it,
3: it, it, late December, it means more for playoff jockeying. Yes. And like, you know, you're going for it on every fourth down because you want home field advantage or something like that. But uh, Chiefs Bengals, well done, guys. Uh, next up. Your favorite new quarterback in the league, Bryce Young. Boy, wearing that big helmet at camp, just slaying. Oh, my gosh, he looks so incredible. He does. Um, Here's what some of his teammates
4: had to say about Bryce Young at camp. Sometimes it can be easy in in this time of the year when you're not getting hit, no pads on and things like that, to kind of just sit there and, and, and no fear and just throw it around. But you can tell that he practices like a game. And I've always been a firm believer that when you do that, it makes the games a lot easier and, and uh that's been really impressive.
3: It's hard not to like that kid. Um I don't know, he, he put he put quite a stamp on, on uh on the locker room. Uh, he walks around with this kind of kind of humble excuse my language, like humble but I know I'm the <laughs> like type of type <laughs> of swag. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he know he got it, but he humble
2: with it. Yeah, I like him.
3: It's possible that I, I was wrong. I would not have taken him,
2: uh first overall. I mean by the way. I know you like to chide him for his helmet. I'm just joking around. But that video, either he got a bigger head or a smaller helmet. It looks very appropriate. Might just be a different angle. (laughs) Or like, is
3: is that that 4K or whatever? I don't
2: even know. Um, All I know is this is my team to win the division. You got to have a wild pick. This is my pick. Carolina wins the division. I mean, listen, that's not out on like a well, deep. T- two risky of the teams are there. in. Two of the teams, Atlanta and Tampa. Well, actually, it's funny you say that. A buddy of mine who
3: is a pretty big gambler, uh, pretty successful gambler, he just bet this week Falcons over eight and a half wins, and I, I haven't texted him yet to find out what's going on here.
2: Um, you're rubbing your temple. What, what? You don't like Falcons, huh? I mean, it's they're not very good defensively, and I have no idea if Desmond Ritter's the guy. They have some really good skill people, and their schedule yeah, young, is a though. their schedule is anemic. They're young, most of their they're not they're not terribly big. They're they got most of their talents at like receiver, tight end, running back. It, it feels boom or bust, right? Uh, what is this year three for I don't, the head coach? It doesn't feel boom to me. It feels well, kind of bust or bust. I don't <laughs> see the bust boom. or bust. I don't. So, see Nine-year
3: coach. He's betting on his guy Ritter. Um, Ritter will have a chance. I think the coach The coach will fine. have a chance. He's fine. Coach well, in his third year if he doesn't make the playoffs well, or at least show, what do they want, seven games the last two years? Well, I mean, he, what did he get? They handed him a mess. Okay, fair enough. Um, but listen, if they go out and win five or six games, it's clear Ritter's not the guy. Do we want to keep rolling with the head coach? Yeah, I would. I don't think he's the problem. I think the personnel's the problem. Well, isn't the coach part of picking the personnel? No, the GM does. Oh, come on. These guys work together. Not necessarily. You don't think we collaborate on topics on the show? No, we don't. I pick them. You've <laughs> you got start. everything. I, I would have led with soccer today, but that's uh, just me. Um, all right, final story, Cowherd. NBA Warriors made a big move. Remember, uh, Bob Myers either stepped away or was told, you ain't got to go home, you got to get up out of here. The new GM in Golden State is Mike Dunleavy Jr., VP of Basketball Operations, covered elevated him, to Covered GM. him in high
2: school. Did you? Yeah, he went to oh, Je- he was a, that's right. Jesuit High School in Portland, Oregon. I know his dad very, very well. He was a wonderful kid. He was a great high school basketball player. Great player, Duke. Yeah. Good he, NBA player. I think yeah. he played like yeah, 10 years. Um, really smart kid, he, smart he, parents, good mom, dad, smart people. Good, good Really good kid. Like
3: no. Given no, all that you know and have read about him. He'll be great. You, you think they keep the core, but it sounds like Kuminga's
2: being dangled. Yeah, I mean, they've they, Warriors' issue is they're trying to bridge the young and the old guys, and and everything's going to be on Steph's timeline. So if I think they'd like to move Kaminga and and maybe get a, another young piece, but a young piece that fits what they want to do, I think they have to get bigger. I think they're just. I think when you look at Denver and look at Milwaukee, and you even look at Boston and look at Philadelphia, I feel like they the small ball thing was wonderful when Clay and Steph were in their prime. But now that small ball is at times small and not fast enough ball. Yeah. And I just think they need... They, they need. struggled with AD and and Rui and LeBron no, in, in that Lakers series. Oh,
3: absolutely. I mean, would that? I don't want to be harsh. You know I'm a Curry guy, but... No, he's Would the fine. Nuggets have swept the Warriors? I mean...
2: I think probably so. That had to be on the table. Well, now, I mean, Curry has done extremely well against Porter, them. Porter, Gordon, and Jokic's size. It would have been a mismatch. I don't even know. Could Golden That's, State have gone bigger? No, Looney's their only big. So they had to play Looney and Draymond. And then you have two guys, well, I mean, one guy that doesn't shoot and another guy that's more of a catalyst than he is a shooter. No, I mean, that's why the Carl Anthony Towns to the Warriors thing has to be considered. I don't need a I don't need a world beater. I need seventeen points from the paint. Right. You go pool Kuminga and like two two future ones for Carl Anthony Towns? I, I don't know what it is, but you got to get big. I th- maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think the whole small ball was wonderful when all those guys were younger and in their prime. Yeah, but I, I think uh, as they get older and slower, small ball is small and not that athletic ball. I know they moved off of Wiseman,
3: and I think we would agree it was a clunky fit. But I'm not ready to bail on Kuminga I yet, unless cal- you're getting somebody. That dude is. About his athletic. I know the potential is there, but how long is he going to take to extract it? Um, can what? he be an Aaron Gordon in two more years? Well, I mean, he's like 21 years old or something. No. He's super young. I don't think he's Gordon, but he's strong, shoulders, twitchy. He's an athlete. You know, you talk about going up against the Nuggets. They would need a guy like Kuminga. I don't know if he can hang with Aaron Gordon, but he can at least back. He's a big, shoulder would, dude. What would
2: Denver give? You know, their salaries Denver don't matter. You know. Denver could give you Porter. Why are they moving off? They just won the title. Well, I'm, are they saying, I'm, I'm saying you're, you're proposing something. I said, if I have to move off anybody, I'm not moving off Gordon, Murray, and Jokic. No. If I moved off Porter and I could get Kaminga. No, I'm not doing a deal right. with the Warriors. I, I'm not I, saying I'm, they're going to do it. Yeah. Just, we're just yeah. But if
3: I'm Golden State, I need to see this Denver team. And if Steph wants another title, we've got to kind of match up with what they can do up front. And right now, we don't have that. Warriors need guys, man. Damn, I'm I'm starting to get worried about Steph. I need <laughs> another chip for, for Curry. <laughs> Plus, we need to talk about him on the show. That's an ambassador yeah. for the NBA.
2: Jay Mack with the
1: news. Well, that's the news.
0: And thanks for stopping by.
2: The
1: herd Live. I don't know news. if I'm going
2: to talk about this next or top of the hour, but Jay Mack and my friend John Middlecoff have influenced me on a pick. And, and this morning, I changed the pick. Last year, you did it with me on the New York Giants. You have done it with me on another NFL team. And then Middlecoff last night, the NFL scout podcaster for my volume, he finally he convinced me. And I'll, I'll, I think I'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
1: a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Week number nine is underway on a beautiful day for football. Looking for the end zone. What a throw! What a catch! Daylight across the 30. Hurdles his way! Wow, what a return.
2: Here we go. We got some Jets going right now.
1: 85-yard kickoff return. Oh, my goodness. How about that? He just absolutely ran him over to the
4: corner. Strong hands for six.
1: Alex McGoo. Wow, what a game.
3: This weekend, it's the final push for the USFL playoffs. First tomorrow at 4 Eastern on Fox. Birmingham takes on Memphis. Then Sunday at 4, New Orleans battles Houston on FS1. Followed by Philly taking on Michigan at 7 on Fox. Catch all the action this weekend on Fox and FS1.
2: So J-Mac's influence on the show to this point is he talked me into the New York Giants. I mean, he's been more than that, but that was a biggie. Uh, and he he and John Middlecoff have talked me into, it's probably the right call, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here's why. So I made my pre-NFL preseason predictions my playoff teams in the AFC look a lot like last year's playoff teams and the reason that is because I believe the AFC has all the best quarterbacks and quarterbacks now in a quarterback centric league win their divisions and get to the playoffs but the NFC doesn't have nearly as many great quarterbacks so the Eagles do and I have them being the number one seed But I only have four new playoff teams, Lions, Panthers, Rams, Saints, all in the NFC. So I've got to find two more because the average is six and a half, seven, and I'm at four. So i got to find two other teams to go along with the historic average. And I'm going to go with the Steelers over Baltimore. Cincinnati still wins the division. And I have three reasons. Are you ready for this, J-Mac? If T.J. Watt plays, they win. Last year, eight and two when T.J. Watt played. Last two years, 17 and 7 when TJ Watt plays. He's healthy. He plays, they win. The second reason is their top seven or eight players don't get hurt much. Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt's only had one year with injuries, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, Alex Highsmith, Kenny Pickett. They don't get hurt, they play. Their chief rival, the Ravens' top six players outside of Mark Andrews, the tight end, all get hurt. Tackles, running backs, Lamar Jackson, wide receivers. So, A, when T.J. Watt's healthy, they win. B, their top six or seven players are very durable. And the third reason is they finish winning six of seven and four straight. Why? Their defense was unbelievable. Last seven opponents held under 20 points. Combine that with Kenny Pickett, who had some come-from-behind late-game wins... I would guess with that coaching staff and the upgrade to the O-line, he's probably going to get better in year two since he didn't even start last year. And every two, three weeks he got better last year. Add this. If you look at the Steelers' defense and look at their schedule, six games minimum on the Steelers' schedule, six minimum, San Francisco, Houston, Tennessee, Green Bay, Arizona, Indianapolis. They are facing a rookie at quarterback, a first-year starter at quarterback, Niners Brock Purdy. Didn't start last year. Houston rookie. Tennessee, very early, Will Levis will play. Green Bay, Jordan Love, first-year starter. Arizona probably still in a backup. And Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson, you know, he may not start the season, but he's going to finish the season quarterbacking for Indianapolis. That defense held more legitimate quarterbacks at 17 points, at 14 points, at 10 points. Rookie quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, average quarterbacks, the Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Baltimore Ravens, as of this morning, are a playoff team. I am now down, I'm up to five. I gotta find one more. So yeah, finally one in the AFC. Lions, Panthers, Rams, Saints, Steelers. I'm at five. I gotta get I gotta find one more. I will tell you, I'm not gonna let you just keep influencing me, but you made me I had a restless night's sleep <laughs> on your charger <laughs> nugget at the end of yesterday's show. Well, it's funny you say that. I was just looking at the quarterbacks
3: that they're facing this year. I did not know it was that favorable for them. Oh my gosh. Now we don't know
2: where Kyler Murray will be. Uh December. We, we but if you look at the Steelers defense, which we know is going to be good, they should. And these guys stay healthy. Look at the quarterbacks they face. And by the way,
3: Arizona could be tanking in December. There's no incentive to get Kyler Murray back. You, we, what's we, the point
2: of winning a game in December? We've talked about um, this. That 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 Las Vegas and Arizona, because of the quarterback situation, could be very well saying, let's just go get a quarterback. Let's just not yeah. play Garoppolo and Kyler. I would totally get it. Uh, yeah, and
3: the Green Bay game. Like, who do they have to face tough on the road when you call up that schedule? Right, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, okay, let's let's look at it. C.J. Stroud. Okay, so they have to go. They have to go to L.A.
2: and face Stafford. That's a real quarterback. And sta- yeah, yeah. but and they're they off ha- a bye week. They're off a bye week. That's good. Okay, then they get at home. They get Trevor Lawrence. On the road, Joe Burrow. On the road, Lamar. Those, those are four They're very tough games. To
3: let's just to Sean uh, Watson in there. That's not mm-hmm. an easy uh, layup. Well, you get him at home. Well, it's home and away. Also, by the way, Lamar Jackson, like last two end of the seasons, he's been hurt. So that final game
2: could be, we don't know who the, ba- the starter is going to be in deep gym. You know how fired up I am that I found my fifth new team? It feels good, doesn't it? Well, everybody always pushes back on this. Folks, it's six minimum, seven usually. You got to find new playoff teams, you have to. So you got me thinking about my because I, I feel well, like I have to find another AFC, and you've talked well, that's me not in. not hard. I mean, yeah, it's got to be go, Jets or
3: Broncos. Has to be one of those two. I, I think you're right. Okay, but the problem is who you booting. You watch. seem ir- irrationally high on Miami.
2: I don't think it's irrational. They made the so playoffs who, last can year. Can
3: you tell me who talked you into the Vic Fangio thing? Like he, He's going to turn around that defense. Former, is he going to help the
2: trenches? Former NFL quarterback. Ryan Leaf. I'm not going to get okay. into particulars. I I I am a journalist. I yeah. protect my sources. Obviously, obviously. Um, but I but you you, you turn me on the Giants about this time last year. We were going in to get you. Turn me on the Giants. See the problem is you and I like Herbert, and I know you have a lot of relationships
3: with the Chargers. But you they, there's tra- a world where they're they're just not as good as we think they are. Now, well, we'll see. Kellen Moore should be a massive upgrade. I was looking at some stuff with Lombardi uh, last year, the OC. He was basically running the offense like Drew Brees was his quarterback yeah. in, in New Orleans. And you don't need that with Justin Herbert. He's got a massive arm. So they go get the big kid from TCU who can stretch the field. Yeah. Um, and the progressive coordinator who, multiple sets, likes to throw it deep yeah. more often. They should be better. But we know the Chiefs aren't falling back. That's all. You cannot drop them. Can you drop
2: the Bills? Oh, I, I absolutely. Absolutely. Dropping like a bad habit. <laughs> okay, Word 2 is
1: next. It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.